0: Hello, hello This it It's producer Chris hello. here. Thank you for all your love and support in this, the first week of The Last, the last, post. last post. There's the last, a new the episode post, every day, including today. So listen to it after you've listened to this. The link to it is in the show notes.
1: Subscribe now in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other good places. places, places, places.
0: Bugle, audio newspaper for a visual world. Hello, Buglers, and welcome to the first Bugle of the rest of time. Not for the first time, of course, but also the first Bugle of a brand new decade for only the second time in the history of decades. I'm Andy Zaltzman. It is now the year 2020. And I am frankly no f***ing happier about that than you are, but <laughs> time is irritatingly good at its job and there's f- all we can do about it. So, happy new decade, Buglers, and welcome to A, the second 50th of the millennium, uh, which I am counting as starting in the year 2000, because that's when the fireworks were, and B, issue 4,135 of the Bugle audio newspaper, for a world whose slavish obsession with the visual seems to exacerbate by the minute of which there are still more than 5 million to go in this decade. Uh, so, strap in we'll be bringing you world-exclusive coverage of everything of relevance that happens in every single one of those minutes, anywhere. <laughs> uh, to join me in this first, uh, first bugle of the 2020s, I'm joined <laughs> in London firstly by a resplendently pink-haired Tiff Stevenson.
1: Hello. Yeah, I'm in the pink. You know, as soon as the election happened, I was depressed for a day and then I went, I'm just going to put neon on my head. <laughs> <laughs> that will help. That'll help everything. And so, has it
0: helped everything?
1: It has helped everything, actually, right. just having a bit of brightness. I mean, it's quite full on. I'm hoping it'll tone down a bit, but it doesn't seem to be going away. <laughs> it's <just laughs> sort of stuck on my head. I look a bit like, actually, I don't even look like Frenchie from Greece. I look a bit more like Dame Edna. It's kind of almost tipping into a neon sort of violet colour. But, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I'm happy about it. Would you ever dye your hair, Andy?
0: uh not really i don't like to in- interfere with the, the curses of nature frankly so um, <laughs> i'll just just let it disintegrate just let it go free right yeah
1: yeah
0: of course john oliver dyed his hair pink for every single bugle that he ever did that's a little known fact
1: oh yeah of course of yeah. course yeah i must uh, how could i forget that
0: um uh and also joining us i've no idea what color uh, his hair <laughs> is currently all the way from san francisco it's nato green Buenos dias, bugleros. Feliz año Nuevo. Feliz Navidad a todos. I mean, absolutely. To, to be honest, when I hear words like that, I just automatically assume a plate of ham is in the offer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, is Feliz Navidad, um, is that Merry Christmas in Spanish?
2: Yes, yes it is. Oh, cool. Yes, there it, we yes. go.
1: Just some basic-ass GCSE <laughs> creeping in there to oh, save me.
0: Uh, also a terrific baseballer. Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. played for the Mexico City Mayhems back in the 1970s. Uh, so, uh, Nato, how's uh, how's your decade going so far?
2: So far, so good. I, I survived the Christmas holidays. You know, as, as a Jew, the Christmas time is challenging for me. I don't really know that much about Christianity uh, and everything that I learned. I learned from the uh, Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe. Right. Uh, so basically, as far as I can tell about the way that Christianity works is that... Uh, the children in the C.S. Lewis books escaped the not Nazi bombing of London by uh, going into a cabinet and discovering a magical wonderland. And that cabinet escape plan did not work out so well for Anne Frank. So that's what I know about Christianity. Right. <laughs> um,
1: oh, so it would have been, what about Hanukkah? Hanukkah. Uh, I don't think it's look, pronounced I
0: mean, that way, is it? I don't, I don't want to really bang on about Hanukkah again uh, on <laughs> on this on this show while the candles are still uh, still warm and and, and melty. Um, so uh, let's let's gloss over that. I've heard I've heard it was a cracking one this year. <laughs> Tiff, have you ever enjoyed a latke? Uh
1: I have. Yes.
0: Yes. I mean, I'm all, it's all quite over, spectacular. All over the latkes. You can't, you can't beat a good latke.
1: That's is it? Is it is it a potato cake? Oh hell yeah! A, Yeah, okay, All right. I I was just going, is it that or is it like a a sweet dessert type
0: thing? I don't know if you're supposed to put the candles in the potato cake or not. I'm uh, I'm a bit rusty on that.
1: Okay, it's not potato cake. I'm getting the feeling it's not a potato cake. Oh, it is a potato cake. Oh, it is, yeah. It certainly
0: was last time I heard that word, which is a long time ago in my childhood. As always, a section of the bugle is going straight in the bin, uh, including this week. A special section, everything to look forward to in the 2020s. That section has gone in the bin after two and a (laughs) bit days of the decade. It is in the bin, for reasons we will touch on later in the show. Also in the bin, a special guide, how to explain the news to your children without using the word (laughs) c. That is currently completely (laughs) obsolete. (laughs) (laughs) Top story this week, it's the 2020s. Um, now, uh... I don't know if uh, you guys make New Year's resolutions. Um, I've uh, I-, I resolved not to this year, and so it's going pretty well. It's going so pretty well. Yeah. So you've
1: kept to your resolution.
0: Yeah, self <laughs> defeating really.
1: really. <laughs> uh, I, I I always set myself to do thirty days of yoga with Adrian at the beginning of the year. I don't know how many buglers know. Do you know? Do you know Adrian? NATO? <laughs> no. Do you know yoga? Uh,
2: I do know yoga. <laughs> yes, we we have a, we have a. a a law in San Francisco that every white woman between the age of 20 and 35 is legally required to do yoga (laughs) The Trumps were asked what their uh, New Year's
0: resolutions were. Uh, Melania Trump uh, said peace on the world and uh, her husband, Donald Trump replied, "Uh, peace is right but I'm not sure you're supposed to say a resolution out loud Um, I'm not sure quite where he got that, that idea from and Donald Trump, to be fair to him, did not say his New Year's resolution out loud. He dropped it from the Sky on an Iranian general because, well, why not set a new record for the shortest time for a decade to turn fully shit? Um, I mean, it's been two f-ing days we had of this decade before things got funky.
1: Yeah, it, well, hold on. Can I just unpack that why you're not supposed to say it out loud? It's not like a birthday wish.
0: No. Is that what he's confusing it with, like when you blow out candles? Yes. Other things you're not supposed to say out loud, I think, in his mind, include facts and <laughs> evidence. <laughs> Correct information. Testimony.
1: Um, yeah, we're, we're hardly into the to the new decade. And there's already... It was trending on Twitter as World War III. And I thought about this because I think I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, we're going to get a bit podcast inception-y here. <laughs> but he was on there recently talking about when uh, the first time the war in Iraq began that he was at doug stanhope's house and they said war coverage starts at five and doug apparently said oh my god there's a kickoff for the war (laughs) and 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 now we're sort of seeing it again now i feel like the hashtag it's like war is becoming memeable i mean what does that say about us as a society that was literally trending last night on twitter
0: Uh, happy times i mean it it doesn't uh, NATO, that extrajudicial slaying seemed to be some kind of badge of honour amongst world leaders and maybe Trump just was getting embarrassed having to rock up to his monthly golf and karaoke night with the Saudi Arabian royal family un- unable to match their body count
2: Right, I mean, Trump mostly wants to be able to preen about and talk about what a bad guy uh, this I- I- Iranian general uh, Sole- Soleimani I think his name is, uh, Qasem Soleimani uh, was and that he was such a horrible person. And uh, uh, the Democrats, the, the, faced with the least popular president in American history, uh, who's currently tied up with an impeachment scandal, their initial instinct uh, that has led them to victory time and time again is to try to see both sides. Uh, so the Democrats are falling all over themselves to agree with Trump that Soleimani was a bad guy and an enemy to America and, uh, that probably we should have droned him illegally and started a war, (laughs) but, uh, with more congressional oversight, they would have preferred (laughs) a different procedure to reach the inevitable worldwide conflagration. Well, I I guess we need to put this in perspective and it's only one
0: extrajudicial slaying of a senior military figure from a large, well-equipped military power in a region that has been a political tinderbox pretty much ever since God said, yeah, I'll just whack it there. Let's not go overboard, just the one. I mean, it, as you say, it took basically about 0.1 seconds before the words Archduke Franz Ferdinand started trending. And uh, within minutes, Hollywood had announced the raft of new blockbuster war movies set to start coming out in around 8 to 10 years' time after a brief dignity pause. I mean, it, it's, what's, what's the strategy here? nato as, a, as an American, i can't remember if you're a member of the u.s government or not but i mean <laughs> what? Well, i mean is is american stra- can american strategy now think more than 280 characters ahead
2: no no the the basically the you know you you keep you watch what's happening and you keep hoping that at some point the deep state that we've heard so much about will rear its ugly head and Assert control over the levers of foreign policy, but that's not happening. Like, have you ever have you ever heard about that? That there's certain kinds of like worms that their memory only lasts one minute, and that so then if the, it takes them like 75 seconds to die, the only memory that they have is from their perspective. Their entire life is spent dying. That's sort of what American <laughs> politics is right now. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so funny and bleak. Um, <laughs> you, we <laughs> we've um. Have you? I don't know if you've seen um, any of the tweets being fired back at Donald Trump over the fact that he was obsessed with Obama starting a war with Iran. So uh, people have like flagged these up to Donald Trump going back to twenty uh, ninth of November two thousand and eleven. I mean, what a decade it's it's, <laughs> it's been. In order to get elected, Barack Obama will start a war with Iran. Uh, October 9th, uh, 2012, now that Obama's poll numbers are in a tailspin, watch for him to launch a strike in Libya or Iran. He is desperate. September 2013, I predict that President Obama will at some point attack Iran in order to save face. (laughs) And then uh, on the 25th of September, 2013, remember what I previously said? Obama Obama will someday attack Iran in order to show how tough he is. So from that, we can take that Donald is uh, desperate, trying to save face. Um, He's already elected, so he's not doing it for that. And trying to show how tough he is Uh, in his own
0: words. And also trying to be the Barack Obama that Barack Obama never had the courage to be. (laughs) Trump's dream. I would say... This is possibly the worst start to a decade since the asteroid mashed up the dinosaurs on the 2nd of January in the year 66 million BC. Can, can, you, can you think of a worse, you know, like a more inauspicious beginning to 10 years of no, universe history?
1: Because I can't remember what the beginning of 2010 was really. Like, you know, I can remember my own personal milestones. I mean, it was a great year for Edinburgh shows. Right. Because I did one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I mean, some people in the world may see that as the worst start to a decade. <laughs> my show, actually, the show I did that year was called Dictators. And it was, uh, who was it? It was Hitler, Mugabe, Gaddafi, OK Magazine and my mum. <laughs> the and big so, five. The big five. So I think uh, I think we expect to see my mum really rise through the ranks of this decade your
0: mum probably had the best decade of any of those people in that show (laughs) she did (laughs) (laughs) certainly way better than Gaddafi Um, and
1: I mean is this what? how far reaching do we think the implications of this are
0: well, I, I don't know NATO Nate, what do you, I mean what, what's the the sense in America How I mean, have people reacted to this this uh, this act.
2: Well, it it's been interesting to watch social media because uh, since, since the bombing occurred I've been I've been monitoring the feed on my on my Twitter And mostly the general consensus, as I scroll through my timeline, is people saying this is really bad, it's going to lead us into war, Uh, we need to unequivocally oppose this kind of uh, wagging the dog foreign policy of the president trying to distract from his domestic problems. And then sort of plopped in the middle of it will be people who are... Completely checked out entirely. Who were like, you know, back to the gym, rise and grind, or whatever. Um, uh, So it's it's always fun when there's like a a, a, when you're following something on social media when there's a national crisis and then someone who's completely uh, not paying attention and is on something totally trivial. Um, You know, when I think back to the beginning of the last decade and how this measures up. Um, you know, Obama had just been elected to the United States and, you know, it was – he had taken office a year earlier and people were still talking about whether America was post-racial uh, and- Wow.
1: <laughs> i mean i love i love that um uh, noting of like stuff going through when one country something's happening in one place and the rest of twitter seems to be unaware that happened i think during the oscars it must have been 2016 when uh, we'd all just discovered that our prime minister had banged a pig <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all through the american timeline it come up with like just like, uh, who's gonna get best actress ah what a gag and we're like stop our prime minister banged a pig <laughs> <laughs> and uh, America just didn't seem to be interested in it. They were like, yeah, pig schmig.
0: I mean that that that's libelous of course. He didn't he didn't bang a pig. He was filleted by a dead pig. Let's,
1: sorry, let's yeah, a, sorry.
2: Technically accurate. I
1: don't it. want to get sued.
2: Wait, I just want to be clear. Are you saying that you haven't all been filleted by a dead pig? Well, I mean, it depends what school you went to.
1: <laughs> and it oh. depends on how I did describe my ex boyfriends. I don't know. Um,
0: <laughs> family show. <laughs> it's
1: a family show. I did do a rundown of the decade in the style of uh, uh, Billy Joel's uh, We Didn't Start the Fire, if you oh, want to hear I, it. I mean, it is, I mean,
0: it, it is a fascinating decade to look, to look back on the 2010s that have just, that have just passed. Uh, because, I, I mean, how is the future? going to jump I mean you're uh, the official historian of the <laughs> I'm Google the City, official, as of official
1: historian as of now in song form I'll give you the past uh, the past decade huge decade Brexit Trump leopard print Teresa, May South Pacific most horrific volcano Game of Thrones Breaking Bad Golden Age television North Korea South Korea Epson had to go Kardashian Harambe Putin Pikachu me to the Prince and I and fascism is on the rise Trudeau anti-vaccine England's got a gold piano queen David Bowie Professor Snape Thomas Cook good- goodbye oh I almost got it out in one <laughs> in one impressive. breath yeah um, and I kept some of the original song in but, I just had to change vaccine to anti-vaccine <laughs> one of the terrifying
0: trends of the last decade um, I, I do think you know. Future generations, look, I can't remember if I've speculated on this before. I think this decade has proved that time travel will never be developed. Because if time travel was ever developed, at some point in the last 10 years, someone would have pitched up from the future saying, what the f*** are you guys doing? <laughs> yes. With all that opportunity, you're doing this, you f***ing idiots. Wake up.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely no time travel because everyone would have gone through and deleted every tweet or Facebook or social media uh, post they ever made just for fear of being cancelled or elseed, as I call it, which is to be so frozen by cancel culture, you just, you just never bother posting anything. I That's don't know what future. to do. That's the future. The future w- it'll be pre-thought. It'll be like Minority Report. They'll go in our heads and they'll 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 think about what we were gonna say before we even put it on Twitter.
0: So I mean, do you see a future, Tiff? Uh, and I'll throw this out to, to NATO across the Atlantic uh, as well, where people can be sacked from significant jobs due to things that they may at some point think to themselves in the
1: future. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think so. It's not far off, is it? I mean, we don't have to... I think we're not far off developing technology where where we think tweet because right. I reckon in the future mobile phones you'll have your iPhone it'll be connected via your umbilical like lightning cable right so it just plugs straight into I think you I had mine.
0: you're supposed to have that taken off but you still got yours. yeah I've
1: still got All mine right, I'm then. still plugged in right. <laughs> I'm still I'm still plugged into Apple I,
2: I've I've uh, jammed my iPhone completely up my ass just to be prepared <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's I'm just waiting
2: for the for the guy to come around to connect the cable.
1: Right, right. Well, that's a good place for it. Well, has anyone got one of those, is it Weiwei phones? What are they right. called, the Weiwei, the Chinese right. ones? Huawei, Huawei right. a Huawei phone. So you can have that, like, grafted, like, directly onto your face. Right. And then, you know, everyone will get to see what you're seeing first person. Probably just replace your eyes.
0: One. Well, that's something I that is the future, I think. Yeah. The, the Apple eyeball <laughs> um uh, nato how do you look back on the last uh the last the last 10 years before before we look ahead to the 2020s just a quick you know you're
2: the nato green summary of the 2010s as a decade oh i mean you know look the the 2010s it was it was a great decade um uh you know obama was was president and you know he had been a community organizer that was very exciting um and he uh, you know, and and pe- people thought that he was using his presidency as a teachable moment about the futility of electoral politics. Uh, the that we had the the Occupy movement, the movement of the of the ninety nine percent against the one percent. It was incredible, and it was inspiring. Uh, and uh, and we also uh, realized that Occupy um, that ninety nine percent is a lot of people. Uh, and it includes a lot of assholes, and it's hard to have like a <laughs> philosophical belief uh, in the in the idea of the ninety nine percent, and then know who it actually consists of. Like I, I always wanted to leave a few people out of my ninety nine percent. You know, like like I, I believe in the ninety nine percent, except for people who work in human resources and Jennifer from high school who broke my heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just want to leave leave a, leave a few people out uh, of the ninety nine percent. You know, we had like uh, uh, many more uh, prominent women taking role in leaders, leadership in politics. We had the emergence of female uh, leaders like Michelle Bachman and Sarah Palin, who uh, seemed like they were the kind of people who would be uh, very enthusiastic about making baking muffins for a lynching. Um, <laughs> And I'm not I'm not saying that they like uh, that that's the a woman's role is to bake muffins for lynching. I'm saying that I believe that they are uh, capable <laughs> and willing to fully participate in the lynching, but just are you know like I'll know that a lady doesn't show up at a social event. The of,
1: so, uh. <laughs> well, they'll set things on fire and then they can do a nice baked Alaska, couldn't they? That would be Sarah Palin's specialty.
2: Baked Alaska. So, and you know, and 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 now uh, they say Trump is destroying our democracy. But to be fair, uh, we weren't using it. So, um, <laughs> you
1: appear to have dropped this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's look ahead now to the next uh, the next ten years. Well, slightly less than ten years. I'm already looking forward to the 2030s. <laughs> um, I mean, surely at some. I mean, Trump is reaching a point where now he's going to have to issue not just a presidential pardon to himself but a, a booklet of you know 50 presidential pardon vouchers for himself maybe plus an extra 10 for bulk bulk purchase. Yeah uh, NATO this is going to be the year of I- impeachment and election it's going to be a a curious year for
2: America politically how do you see it ending Uh well here's here here's what's going to happen I mean is look you know part part of the strategy around impeachment is uh, is just to use the procedure itself to uh, to in a roundabout sort of way assassinate the president. Uh, the expectation is that if we if if House Democrats continue to vote for impeachment and hold hearings, and then people surreptitiously send fried chicken and uh, ribs and uh, cheesecake to the White House, the president's heart will just explode uh, <laughs> as he storms around seething and shouting at people and and we'll be done with him it's you know the expectation is that the senate will not uh will not vote to vote to go through with it and he'll remain in office because the senators are craven cowards and have nothing to else uh to stand on but at some point by 2030 Trump will be behind us, you know, that cr- right now when we look around the world, we're surrounded Trump, Boris Johnson, Netanyahu, Orban, Putin, a bunch of creeps, people who would be fascist but they're too stupid to do it. Um, but by 2030, they'll be gone. Will, and, they, they, or will uh, they
1: be prez for life? <laughs>
2: The, right. They, they could be post but I think I think, you know, they'll be gone and and people will wake up as as if it was a gross dream, like a dream where you're having sex with a much older relative on the subway. Like <laughs> people will wake up feeling queasy and ashamed. Uh, or like, like when you're, you know how you might you have a friend in a totally dysfunctional and abusive relationship and everyone can see it but them and the person they're in love with forbids them from hanging out with their old friends and then finally the other person predictably leaves them for a younger, hotter lover and your friend comes back around and says, why didn't you tell me? And you're like, we tried, buddy, but you wouldn't listen because you were so excited that you both liked the Fugees. Uh, that's that's, that's going to be what it's like when we get to the other side of this moment in history. Well, I mean, that's it's good to have an o- a note of optimism to throw <laughs> into
0: this, this this podcast.
1: I don't think they'll be behind us. I think that they'll uh, they'll make themselves pres for life, and that's
0: going to happen. My, my hope for political leadership is is technology, really, and and the use of deep fake, uh, which has generally been seen in a negative way. But you know, would the Labour Party not take a deep fake Clement Attlee at this point? <laughs> yeah, you know, would America not take deep fake Franklin Delano Roosevelt? I think I think most Americans would vote. Would Italy take a deep-fake Julius Caesar? F*** yeah. And, um, <laughs>
1: How far do we have to reach back? I mean, 2020's the year of hindsight, so I'm hoping we just... It'll be the year <laughs> that we all learn from our past mistakes or alternatively, everything will be on fire.
0: Well, you say this could be the year humanity learns from its past mistakes, but obviously one of the great mistakes of humanity is the failure to learn from its past mistakes, and we keep failing to learn from that mistake. So I think it's just an unending circle of refusing. I mean, the problem is if we start learning from our mistakes, we're going to have to admit that we got things wrong, and that is not easy to do as a human being. To to point that finger of blame into your own eyeball, no one likes doing that.
1: <laughs> or shove your
0: own iPhone up your ass.
1: I mean, <laughs> the the choices are there. I think I think it will just be one. There will just be one city, and everyone will live in it, right? And it'll just be Baby Trump on the wall wailing, and people will fling like a Taco Bell to him via catapult
0: and you Are know you workshopping uh your new sci-fi movie <laughs> I, like am, oh. I
1: am it's gonna have the only television show be good morning britain with piers morgan on oh, a God. loop where he'll be flogging vegan sausage rolls <laughs> no sorry he'll be forcing them onto people because i think that's what he thinks is happening at the moment because you know the compulsory Greg's, vegan com- sausage roll compulsory vegan sausage roll or steak bake because he's so obsessed with it <laughs> like literally no one's forcing you to buy it oh it. you've
0: not read the Magna Carta have you <laughs> no one's read the Magna Carta and it is Greg's have a charter from 1215 which they are uh, legally entitled to force people to eat vegan sausages right okay that's a fact
1: well it's, it's in our future then plus a multi-headed Johnson you know like is it Cerberus the... Cerberus yeah Cerberus yeah. yeah so like I think it would be like Boris Stanley and Rachel like right. a three-headed
0: one, right? That, that just o-
1: appearing on every panel show <laughs> in place of like a human.
0: That optimism is draining away. <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I have great faith in technology. Um, I think technology can solve a lot of our, a lot of our problems, I- including prejudice, because we tend to cling on to our prejudices for a, for a long time. You know, from thousands of years of of prejudice. But I think with technology, we could have a new. Local, national, even global nemesis on a sort of monthly rotating basis, so you don't have time for that hatred to get sort of baked in into kind of intergenerational. Oh,
1: like hostility. jury,
0: jury duty. Yeah, we just swap them in and out. Yeah, and you know, you just have you know, you could have one one month. You know, the government just turns all its hostile fire and the, and the tabloids have a go at men who like golf or <laughs> everyone from Nantwich or. <laughs> Dungeons and dragons fans and then you just you just move on so you know i think you know it, everyone will get a turn to be a target of of that you, you get your you know your month maybe one month every two or three years one of your social groups is 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 the victim of this. Is this um, like
1: the minute of hate? It sounds like Orwellian. I'm sure there's something in 1984 right. where they do two minutes of hate and everyone has to stand in front of the TV and like boo and hiss at Yes. Well, I mean whoever that person yeah, is. I, uh,
0: I, as I think I well, we talked about the other the other day, we do seem to be looking more and more to George Orwell as a textbook <laughs> to have to run the country.
1: So <laughs> Yeah, it was supposed to be a piece of fiction everyone. <laughs>
0: clearly there's going to be some sensational technological breakthroughs this decade. I mean it's amazing to think of all the technology that's been developed over the past 10 or 15,000 years from the papyrus to the directionally controllable horse to the bucket to <laughs> the smartphone. So what will be coming in the next in the next 10 years? Now I'm just going to pick up on social media. I think there will be an app that conducts all social media for us so we don't have to do it ourselves. And then it just generates all our tweets, our Facebook postings, our phones and all the rest. And then just automatically sends it to someone else's social media, which is also acting independently of them. So it's really just a virtual fury pit in which humans are no longer involved.
1: <laughs> right. So it's just algorithms, which yeah. it kind of is now. <laughs> just
0: algorithms calling each other
1: Yes, I like the idea of that
0: It would give us all more time, more mental energy To go about life in the old style way, But safe in the knowledge that on our behalf Our social bot is calling someone else's social bot A f***ing stain On our behalf
1: Yeah, and I'll be happy Because I'll be spending all my time with my robot husband
0: <laughs> There we go, we're building a better world Also I can I can see Home self-composting funerary pods For the eco-aware corpse uh, Formerly known as a hole in the ground in your back garden and uh, an e-dog. I think this could be the decade of the e-dog. Oh. Just
1: not like the cheetahs that they have at Boston, is it Boston Tech? Right. Those terrifying robot dogs that have a stealth mode where they hide in leaves. Right. And then jump out and everyone's like that's so cute and I was like oh no that's kill mode. <laughs> like why would why would robot dogs need to hide in leaves? What a terrifying time to be alive! I do think there is a way of kind of like um, we might self-preserve. You know, if you drink enough, you can probably pickle yourself slowly over a number of years. I mean, I've been trying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, the the self-composting funerary pods is a thing already. Right. Uh, my 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 stepmother asked to be buried in a worm suit, so that to accelerate the when she passes away, when right. the, to accelerate the composting process.
0: Right, is, is this oh. is this one of your other dreams about elder <laughs> elder relatives? Because they seem to be pretty f***ing weird, Nato. <laughs> this
1: this is peak San Francisco chat right here.
0: So, a worm suit, as in a suit made of live worms, rather than like a pantomime worm suit, as if you're know, playing a worm in a in a Christmas theatrical production.
2: No, a suit made of live worms. Wow,
0: but Is that? Uh, is that progress? apparently
2: that's an an option that's available um, and. Uh, and there's an app for it, and you can get a, a, a guy with no pension to come and deliver it to your house. Right. And,
0: I mean, do, I mean, I, so I guess if, if you're not feeling very well uh, and you, you're a, a, you know, huge boxes full of worms start arriving at your house, you have to start questioning the motives of your family.
1: Oh, and also, those poor worms, they've only got a 60-second memory. <laughs> and every 60 seconds they're going to go, Oh, I'm on a dead body. Oh, my God, I want to die. Oh, oh, I'm on a dead body.
2: This dead body's a bit gamey.
1: (laughs) I I would like the technology where the world can tilt on its axis so you don't have to turn your phone on its side to view something. Right. So if the world could, like, correct rather than, you know, like you're moving your head, your phone, like, does that thing. Yeah. If it's not on lock and it flips around and it's annoying. So if we could just tilt the earth. Right. For my benefit, that would be a useful
0: piece of technology. I mean, it's a a touch kink and take that, isn't it? But... (laughs) <laughs> you know, you've got to, you've got to have ambitions i think um other things i'd like to see happen i'd like to see the installation of a kiss cam at the united nations i think that would uh <laughs> that would Im- improve the quality of international discourse and uh, and peace i mean because no one can resist a kiss cam can they
1: no Well, you feel the pressure, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I I wonder if we're far off, like, instead of kissing, someone doing just something rank and sexual with an elderly relative.
0: Uh, (laughs) I mean, I think we need to close that that (laughs) horrific tunnel down. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Sorry, poor choice of words. (laughs) um, But with the current crisis, if you sit America and Iran next to each other at the UN, kiss cam, no one can resist a kiss cam, put a kiss cam on them crisis averted
1: oh yeah but i mean no one wants to see that
0: no one wants to see it but for the good (laughs) of humanity we'd all take we would all take trump and the iranian president
1: i went to my for for the good of the world first ever baseball uh game Uh, i went to see the yankees and there was a kiss cam at that and someone asked someone to marry them but then it sort of cut away and i was like oh my god that means they said no right i don't it was it's horrific the tension is unbearable
0: be honest out of all the appalling things that happen in the world I do believe that marriage proposals on big screens at sporting events are the absolute pits (laughs) anyone anyone who who perpetrates those should be instantly barred from ever being in a relationship ever again
1: war criminal yeah war criminal
0: worse (laughs) We asked you, our Bugle listeners, for your questions about the forthcoming decade, and uh, our eminent panel of futurologists uh, Tiff and NATO will endeavour to uh, answer them as uh, as best as possible. This came from Jack. The 1920s were the era of fedoras. What headwear will define
2: the coming decade? I'm going to say that the hat of the 2020s will be the Panama hat. It's lightweight and comfortable, will provide the needed protection from the sun, as climate change makes protecting yourself from the sun all the more important, and the Panama hat perfectly captures the racist spirit of our age, as it is called the Panama hat, but was invented in Ecuador. (laughs) It complements the statement, all you brown people look the same to me. (laughs) (laughs) Tiff, I mean, as you know... uh, Fashionable
0: person? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, by (laughs) all things being relative on this podcast.
1: How rude! Outrageous! <laughs> That's rude to myself, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> um, Did I manage well, to insult us both in one sentence?
1: <laughs> oh, well, I would say, with my pink hair at the moment, uh, there's absolutely no reason to cover my head. <laughs> but um, I would say a wee Scotch bonnet, uh, right. just for you know, which will become a symbol of uh, the Scots' freedom from the tyranny right. of the United Kingdom because I think they're going to leave. <laughs> right. So, um, so, a Scotch
0: bonnet, as in yeah, like the little lethal,
1: tartan one with the yeah, not, not
0: a lethally hot pepper.
1: <laughs> not um, a silly hot bet and that no. no um I thought you meant a le like a hat from Leith right so uh, um I'm very confused uh yeah I mean uh um but yeah hats will be important uh like like NATO says i suppose to uh protect protect your head from the the complete lack of ozone layer
0: uh personally uh the watermelon i mean it's Australia's greatest contribution to world culture I think the watermelon hat and uh yeah I think that's <laughs> pretty much their only hope at the moment. Uh, this question came from Mm, uh, who asks, What would you like to turn out to be a hoax, Tiff?
1: Jacob Rees Mogg. Um, I'm sort of hoping he isn't real and he was, in fact, a Frankenstein's monster created by Waddington's Games. Right. Because he's a. Cluedo piece <laughs> um, so I would like him to be a hoax I'd like the results of the recent general election to be a hoax
0: but they were a hoax but they were a hoax under first past the post so they're a legal hoax essentially.
1: oh right yep. yeah so so uh, yeah those would be my two and pretty much everything that's happened in the last 10 years <laughs> bar like all my personal good stuff keep right. that
0: uh, I'm hoping global warming will turn out to be a hoax um, <laughs> I mean it's not looking good at the moment but no no, no smoke without without fire I'm <laughs> Unless, I mean, it, the the idea that global warming is a hoax could itself be a hoax, in which case the whole process becomes self-perpetuating, I think.
1: Well, Australia is supposed to be a hoax, the entire country, isn't yes. it? So there's, that's a current conspiracy theory. Yeah. So it could be, you sort of hope it is, because then all of this awful stuff that was happening there wouldn't be happening, and it was all a hoax. Uh,
0: this came from Rory, who asked, what were the top stories of January 1920... Uh, the world was settling down in the aftermath of the First World War to think, well, there'll probably be no more war ever, given that that was the war to end all wars. Uh, the Treaty of Versailles was working an absolute treat uh, after what, a couple of months. I think it had been, it had even been signed by January 1920. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, England had been undefeated in test cricket for over six years, albeit only due to uh, a large war. Uh, the Queen had not been born yet, but was still f***ing amazing. Um, uh, America has generally had a bit of trouble starting the... Uh, 20s decades of uh, centuries. Um, on the 5th of January 1920 uh, Boston Red Sox sold Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees. So Americans doing f-ing stupid things in the first week of a new decade in the 20s is it's not a thing exclusive to this millennium. I think
1: to be fair the 1918s and 1919s were not great for America because the Spanish flu made it over. There was the New Orleans uh, axe murderer, Prohibition So they were going in sober and rough.
0: Uh, Kendra's Rule asks, what colour goes best with Apocalypse? I need to make wardrobe decisions now before the rush. It's good to plan ahead.
1: Yeah, as the uh, fashion correspondent for the Bugle, uh, I would say I always find that with all the trees and plant life gone, if you opt for floral, you're sort of really going to stand out firstly. That would be my first suggestion. Um, Also, you need to think about bunker wear. You want fabrics that are breathable when you're slowly running out of air. So maybe like some light cotton or something with moisture wicking. You don't don't want to be the embarrassment, you know, like you don't want the embarrassment of sweat when it's the end of the world. Uh, And finally, I would say accessorize, accessorize it. Any human body parts you may have taken during the purge can be fashioned into a nice (laughs) earring, like a literal earring. You can mount it on the ring pool from your canned goods. So you would have an earring a ring of an ear, and right. I think that would be... I'm very crafty when it comes to the end of the world. I've got a lot of
0: suggestions. <laughs> uh, and quickly, Chesterfield Zoidberg uh, asks, are the proposed changes of Test cricket to a four-day rather than a five-day time span a sign of the end of times? Yes. Yes, they clearly are. They clearly are. I mean, what is, what is the point of cricket match that lasts less than five days? I mean, that's the whole... If anything, they should be going longer. <laughs> Pope news now and, well, at the start of a new decade, the Pope has been uh, been in in action um, with a, well, a, quite a feisty little wrestling move.
1: Yeah, with a woman trying to kiss his ring. Yeah, the papal uh, ring.
0: Grow up. Well, it, I mean, she did yank at his arm quite quite aggressively and the Pope sort of sh- shook her off in quite an annoyed, slightly un way. But I guess, you know, if you're Pope... Wasn't very pope No.
1: Um, he was saying it was a hygiene thing. He doesn't want people right. touching him, which is a bit of a problem because it's in the job description. Yeah. <laughs> if you're pope, so he so on one side of the world we've got the pope refusing to shake anyone's hand, and then on the other side of the world you've got Scott Morrison just desperate to shake someone's hand <laughs> because no one wants to shake his hand because while you know his country was on fire, he was sipping mai tais in Hawaii. So they seem to have opposite problems.
0: Yes, I mean I think it's important to keep context on on this this you know latest entry into the canon of when popes attack um, <laughs> that um i mean historically just shaking your arm free of a worshipper is not the worst thing a pope has ever done <laughs> i mean let's try and get this in kind of historical context uh, pope john the twelfth, notoriously uh, a hot contender for naughtiest pope ever slaughtered an entire village and castrated a bishop uh, wow so i mean that's worse isn't it than just shaking your arm free slightly aggressively from from, uh, from when Pope Stephen VI chopped three fingers off his predecessor, who in the tradition of ex-popes was dead, and then dragged uh, his predecessor's corpse through the streets of Rome. So that I mean, that's worse, isn't it? Than...
1: Are you trying to bring nuance to this, Andy? Right. Everyone wants to be mad about it on Twitter, and you're ruining it. Yeah, I just
0: it. think you've got it Pope Urban VI <laughs> had six cardinals tortured and executed, and then apparently complained to their torturers that their screams had not been loud enough. So, I mean, in in, in the context of historical popey activity. This is by no means the worst and uh, Pope Innocent IV headbutted a leper in 1249 (laughs) after mishearing the afflicted individual uh, Pope Innocent explained, I thought he'd said I was a pointless twat, whereas in fact he was saying I had a pointy hat. Uh, He compensated the victim with a bonus, unquestioned, extra 12 months in heaven, no questions asked.
2: I think this whole whole story, I mean people are acting like the pope was being a jerk but I think it's about time. Finally, a Catholic clergyman showing some concern about consent and unwanted touching. <laughs> 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 no,
0: not before. T- Sorry, I've, I've absolutely slandered Pope John the um, Twelfth. He was one of the naughtiest popes ever, uh, and was uh, apparently killed by a jealous husband, which is not your classic pope death. Uh, it was Boniface the Eighth who killed an entire town. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs>
1: Oh Boniface <laughs> <Little> Oh, <Bonnie. laughs> is
2: isn't he the first pope to uh to to uh uh stop condemning masturbation so maybe he was could not maybe he was upset that the person had grabbed his his wanking hand <laughs> <laughs> if it's possible we just don't know
1: um, or maybe he he was afraid that she'd been masturbating. Just... She could have been making bean casserole Whip. and then just gone straight in. <laughs> I, I think producer Chris has enjoyed that joke, Andy, so you're going to have to... I
0: mostly enjoyed Andy's reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> cheese news now. Uh, Nathan. you're the Bugles' uh, cheese <laughs> correspondent. There's
2: been a huge cheese farrago in a Michelin-starred restaurant. That's right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in a... Bungle the French pronunciation, but Marc Veyrat, the chef and owner of the French Alps restaurant Le Maison de Bois, which, as you know, is French for, I think, let's hear it for the boys, uh, <laughs> uh, the Michelin guide knocked Veyrat down from three stars to two stars, and he sued and lost. Uh, he sued because he's a grown-ass man who <laughs> desperately craves the approval of a tire company. Uh <laughs> Don't we all? Look, (laughs) yeah. Sometimes sometimes you get a bad review, you know. So You don't sue over it. I didn't sue the Chicago Tribune when they ran a piece saying that I dressed like Kim Jong-un's body double. Uh, I didn't sue the comedy critic who described my first album as a lecture from a depressing professor. Um,
1: that is... I've got very turned on at that description. Yeah. If someone's I, don't see that as a, I don't see that as a criticism. I see no. that as a
0: compliment.
1: I mean, he was suing them for losing a star, but they... They claimed that he used English cheddar in one of his soufflés, which, if true, is magnificent or c'est très magnifique, because he turned a classic French souffle into a Jamie Oliver number by just banging a bit of cheddar in. Bosh, that'd be lovely. Um, But I love that a French man is so insulted by the idea of there being English cheese in his food
2: the The reviewer, the reviewer thought that he used he used English cheddar because the souffle was yellow, but in fact he'd used French revolution beaufort cheeses, and saffron. And as you know, in the French penal system, uh, mistaking the appellation of a cheese is grounds is a criminal act. <laughs> and is grounds for being beaten with stale baguettes by an angry mob.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he hoped he'd uh, get away with it? Uh, away uh, away
0: but we can't go down that road oh just I just thought that the if year. there
1: was any story that was open for the I mean there's no point crying over curdled mm. milk but um I just I thought Andy you would have you would have gone full
0: pun run on this no no I want to keep it brief um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that concludes the first Bugle of the millennium. If you wish to see the final three extra added shows of my certifiable history show, they'll be on at Soho Theatre 6th, 7th and 8th of January. Also uh, available from another dimension, the world-exclusive The Last Post, hosted by the Alice Fraser from the Parallel Dimension, featuring, uh, well, many other people you may have heard on the Bugle. But from a parallel world.
1: I wonder what parallel me is like.
0: I wonder if the England cricket team is as parallelly shit as it is (laughs) in this one. Sorry, viewers. Uh, (laughs) And and, uh, just quickly before we go, you two are doing a show together imminently.
1: Yes, at Sketchfest San Francisco. I'm doing my show Mother, and I have NATO opening for me, very kindly, as he's in San Francisco as well, on the 17th of January, Sketchfest.
0: Right, that concludes the first bugle of the decade. Um, We will be back uh, before the end of the decade, uh, probably um, within a week. Uh, Until then, buglers, goodbye.